Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, May 10th. Blue is the color of expansive calmness. If it lacks warmth, however, its effect on the feelings can be chilling. Think of the expression steely blue. This color, therefore, should also be given a touch of warmth to keep its influence uplifting and devotional. Blue is a good color for meditation. Well, blue is considered in the spiritual context. We, um, blue is often used in, in, in the yogic context because blue is the, traditionally the color of Krishna. They say that Krishna's skin was blue, that he looked blue, and whenever you have an art, often when you have an artistic depiction of Lord Krishna, he actually looks blue. It's, it's symbolic because everyone, regardless of whatever philosophical or religious or cultural context they have, we're all, all human beings have the same spiritual anatomy. And part of our spiritual anatomy is, is to a focus at the point between the eyebrows, which in the Bible, Jesus spoke of it, if thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. And in yoga, that's explained. The two eyes that we look at the world with show us the world of duality. But when the two eyes are closed, which is what we do in meditation, and the focus is uplifted to the point between the eyebrows, to the divine chakra that's here, which is called the spiritual eye, then we actually see a powerful divine light at that point. For those of you who are inexperienced in meditation, let me explain. (coughs) It's not that you're cross-eyed. You don't cross your eyes and try to look inside at your own forehead. It's more like, imagine if you're looking out at at a horizon line, just above, just above the horizon line, like a low, a low rise of hills, for example, and you see the sun, let's say the sun is rising there. And so you have to slightly uplift your eyes, you gaze outward, and there's a point where, those, where the, your vision meets. That's what happens when you look at a certain single point, is that the, your two eyes meet, slightly elevated, looking outward, and with, but with closed eyes, you will see a great light at that point, and that light will be a golden ring, a dark blue field, and a five-pointed white star in the center. Now, most people do not see it clearly, but you'll, you'll tend to see a pattern that looks like that. And some people, quite apart from any yogic experience they have, any training they have, that's what they see, because that's what it is. It's, it, it, it exists And when we withdraw our senses from the material world, we perceive the more subtle world. And that that blue color, that deep, rich, gorgeous blue color, is considered to be the color of Christ consciousness. So Krishna, the the word Krishna and the word Christ are the same word. Both of them are a title. He was Jesus the Christ. And Krishna is also a title. It means the one who is the anointed one is what it means. Anointed in the power of spirit. And that power of spirit, you, you enter into this 
field of blue. And so that's why blue is, is understood to be an elevated color because the vibration of it actually uplifts our consciousness. Um, they're all very interesting, very interesting. If you go to the, Vati- to the Vatican and in the center of the big gigantic cathedral there, there's a huge uh, stage which is right in the middle of the room so the people can be all around it, beautifully built and decorated at this point. If you stand there and you look straight up, you see a gold ring, a deep blue field, and a white five-pointed star in the center. Now, the Christians use the dove, but they draw the dove with the two points of the wings, the two points of the tail, and the fifth point of the head. And clearly, some artist saw that, and that's why he put it up there. It's too much of a coincidence. It's just, it's just the way things are. When in Assisi, Italy, we were building a temple there, and they wanted to make a, a, a glass piece that represented the spiritual eye in art, artistic form. And uh, the man who was in charge of the building, Arjuna was his name, and he, he's very intuitive, and he was in... I believe he was in Rome and he was in the area where the glass artisans were, the artisans who worked in glass. And he, he felt drawn to this particular shop and he came in and he talked to this man about what he wanted. He explained to him it was a piece for a temple altar and this is what he wanted. And the, the man, the artist he was talking to, just looked at Arjuna incredulously and he said, really, that's a, that's a symbol, that's a known symbol? The man said, all my life, he said, when I close my eyes, I see that. He had absolutely no relationship to it, but it's simply a fact that when our consciousness expands beyond the limits of the material body, these are the realities that we perceive. And blue is a very fundamental part of that. Now, the spiritual eye also has to do with divine will, and, and to an extent with willpower. In, if we're talking about the chakras, the spiritual eye is tied to the chakra at the navel, which is the fire chakra. And the, the navel chakra has to do with um, our, our fiery will to, to accomplish in this world. And we want the fire chakra to be guided by the spiritual eye so that our fiery will will not be egoic, but will be divinely inspired. But even as we draw energy to the spiritual eye, when Swami Kriyananda was a young, a young monk after Master had died, and he concentrated so much at the spiritual eye, this, this tremendous power was beginning to develop there. But one of the senior disciples said to him, be careful that that kind of power doesn't make you ruthless, was the word she used. Because the opposite pole of the spiritual eye is the ego, which is at the medulla. And that kind of power, ego-driven, can lead us into great delusion. That kind of power, divinely driven, can make us spiritual. But you see, that's the opposite side of the blue. If you want to think of ruthless, which was a funny word to use, I mean a surprising word to use is what I mean, but, but, but we can slip until we're completely free we can start generating a certain kind of power, but until we're, we're purified and free, aberration is always possible. So the great, expansive power, world-embracing, enormous uh, potential of the blue color, if it becomes too cold and isn't inspired enough 
well, well with the green of the heart. Because the heart chakra, you know, or that's, excuse me. Well, and it's not, the heart is not the right color there. The colors of the chakras are not the colors of the rainbow the way Master taught it. Many people do the chakras according to the rainbow, which is what we're going through right now. But Master actually taught a different set of colors. But let's say the spiritual eye has to be um, uh, balanced by the love of the heart. And if it's only the willpower, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have the right, uh, it doesn't have sufficient energy at that point. Let me see, let me just get, you know, red, orange, yellow. Yes, it would be. The green would be at the heart according to the rainbow colors. So I wasn't mistaken in that. I had to think about that for a minute. Okay? But, but we're running two systems, so they, I don't want to overlap them because they get confused. Um, but what the, so when we, we often think about also, you know, often in a movie, if there's a villain or in a novel, there's in the villain, they have cold blue eyes. You know, you, you rarely hear about somebody in a, in a fictional literature or movie account. They rarely have cold brown eyes. <laughs> they always have cold blue eyes. Isn't that interesting? Because blue is also an extraordinarily, uh, for, most, for most people find it, a very beautiful color for eyes to have. And people having beautiful blue eyes is just as common in literature. But if you want to talk about a villain who has no feeling, then you often talk about how cold his blue eyes were. Isn't that interesting? See, this is what we've been talking about with all these colors. Every one of them has their positive dimension, but then can go the other way. So Swami so talks about warm blue. And so we have to think about, see, the steely blue is diluted sometimes with gray, but the, the clear blue, and for the, the Naya Swami order, um, we actually went to a great deal of trouble to find just exactly the right shade of blue that re- we really felt um, Swami really felt presented the color in just the right way. It was very interesting because there's no um, there's no universal uh, nomenclature for color. It would be very convenient if there were, but there isn't. So um, every time, well, you, anybody who orders on the internet these days knows, you know, there's all these whimsical words, and you never quite know exactly what that color really means, and. What you see on the screen is not always what you receive, and so on and so on, because there's all these different words for it. And of course, the color blue, steely blue, green blue, sea blue, aqua blue, navy blue, dark blue, (laughs) dark navy blue, it goes on and on like this. And we went through a number of different iterations of possible colors to find the shade that we felt was the right color for Naya Swami blue. And it was very interesting once it was finally settled on, because then whenever I would find it in any kind of, uh, you know, any kind of system, it was always called blue. <laughs> it had no adjective. It was just the foundation color, blue, for which all the other adjectives were created. I mean, I don't think that was infallibly true, but it was extremely interesting to me that it just, that was the color. It became that color. So what we're talking about when we're talking about blue, we're talking about serenity, we're talking about, he calls it expansive calmness. And so think about the blue of the ocean, think about the blue of the sky. You know, those are two of the most immense images that we have in human life, unless you go to space itself, you know, go beyond the planet. But as long as we're standing on this planet Earth, 
you have the wide blue sea. The sea is not always blue, but it often is blue. And then you have the great expanse of blue sky. So even in the physical world, um, the divine is hinting to us. You know, green is the color of health. And so when new growth starts, it has that beautiful green. When everything is fresh and has all that spring potential, it's the color of green. But when we want to think about calm expansiveness, we look at the endless ocean and we look at the endless sky and the color that we're seeing is blue. So again, if we want to use this understanding, this more subtle understanding of color, which is not just I like it or I don't like it or my favorite, this is my favorite dress or I like whatever it might be, we also think about if I, if I feel the need to be more expansive in my life, you know, if I want to have a calm expansiveness and not just a, a jagged, restless, sort of agitated kind of expansiveness, but something that really uplifts me, then I would think about surrounding myself and bringing into my life just, you know, the, just that perfect, real, clear blue color. It's very interesting when Teresa of Avila, who was the Spanish nun who reformed the Carmelite order in her time and is known to be a very, very great saint, she, wanted, she was very specific. She created these cloistered convents of 12 women who would live together in perpetual cloister. And uh, so she was very careful about how she set their lives up together and what they needed. And they lived very simply. And um, most of their convent and their clothes, everything was, I believe it was brown, not black, but it was brown, brown and white. Everything was brown and white. But the pottery was blue because she knew that they needed something, you know, something to break that monotony and something to lift them so that there was blue pottery. Everything was brown and white. They were wearing brown. Their rooms were undecorated. But there was that little touch of blue. And I, I, can, I can see it. It's probably also a past life memory because I have such an affinity for her. I can't imagine that I wasn't part of that world, who knows. But I can see in all that brown and white, I can just see what that blue would do. Just to look at that blue would shift your energy. Just enough, just enough to remind you of a, of a greater expansive reality, but not enough to distract you from what you're really doing. So again, meditate on this color, feel the color, look at it, hold it in your hands, and, and think to myself, how can I, one, incorporate this color, but also can, how can I incorporate the vibration of this color? At various times when Swami would give programs, sometimes he would project on a big screen just this perfect color blue. And this was many years ago, and he would have the whole audience just stare into that color for a long period of time. And it was so perfect because it had light behind us. And so you would be just staring into blue light just looking into blue light. And it was uh, very, uh, extremely powerful. And that's the beginning of light therapy and color therapy. Let's not underestimate the beneficial power of these things because we need all the help we can get once we set out on the path to change our consciousness. So Swami says, Blue is the color of expansive calmness. If it lacks warmth, however, its effect on the feelings can be chilling. 
Think of the expression steely blue. This color, therefore, should also be given a touch of warmth to keep its influence uplifting and devotional. Blue is a good color for meditation. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.